Hey, this is John Lagodakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, how we can get more traffic and make more sales. Now, if you want to join this private coaching group, go ahead and visit my blog. It's johnlagodakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K. Is.com. And also on the blog, I've got a transcript of everything that we talk about, including links to sites that I mentioned. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. It's great to have you all here on the call. Hope you've all been having a great week so far. What I wanted to talk about today was outsourcing. Now, what is outsourcing? Who can tell me, how would you define outsourcing? Uh, delegating your work to someone else. Yes. Or some of your work. Delegation. Delegation. Yep. So some or all of your work, yes. Yeah, some or all of, yeah. The pain in the, what is it, neck jobs that you, you know, you keep leaving on the back burner Mm -hmm. and never seem to get round to it, if you know what I mean. So it's good to delegate somebody else to do it for you. Exactly. And also, it's for outsourcing stuff that you don't know how to do. Yes, getting some expert at it, like yourself. (laughs) Yeah, so outsourcing, if you need an app created for your business that you want to put on the Google Store, Play Store, or on the iTunes Store. So there's uh, that's basically what outsourcing is. Now, why we outsource, Julie mentioned one of those reasons, is because it's stuff that we don't want to do. Not because we're lazy, or it could be, but it's because we want to free up our time to manage our business and grow our business rather than be working in the business. That's Mm. a very important reason why we outsource. Also, as I mentioned before, it's stuff that you don't know how to do and you need to outsource it anyway. And look, the reason why we have an online business is because, or the reason why I wanted to have an online business is because of the freedom you can have with that business. You can automate a lot of stuff. And part of that automation process is outsourcing because some you can't fully, fully automate everything. You do need people to actually do stuff. But the way to get around that is by actually outsourcing it. So you're free to have the lifestyle that you want while business is getting done, things are getting done. And what you also find with outsourcing, if you hire people that are experts in that field or are very good at what they do, it, many times I'll actually do a better job than what you would do at that task anyway. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, I can't really outsource because it's too expensive. I can't really afford that. And that may be the case, especially when you're first starting out. But I think a lot of people don't realize just how cheaply you can outsource certain things and how cheaply you can actually even hire someone, whether it's part-time or full-time. For example, in the, if, you're hiring, if you're outsourcing to the Philippines where the English is very good and they're very loyal staff and they have a lot of great skills there, especially with online tasks, you can find that it'll cost you... Like here in Australia, I pay for one of our full-time staff in Australian dollars, I pay $175 a week for a full-time staff member, qualified one, one that has skills. 
now in US dollars that might be that would be less like with especially with the current exchange rate that might be like $120 US per week full-time staff member so it's extremely affordable and especially when you think about what it can free up for you to do again to grow your business or just enjoy time doing what you enjoy doing whether it's spending time with your family traveling or whatever it is now what would you outsource so if you could outsource and you wanted to outsource what what would you outsource well definitely everyday stuff that you that you, things that you need to do on a constant basis that are repetitive and that you could easily task to people so some of that might be like for example in my business it's posting content to the blog not necessarily creating the content like i'll create the content Uh, i might create a video for example a 10 minute instructional video then i'll i'll give that to my staff member where he will transcribe that video so that we can create a blog post from it and he will post that blog post that to my blog seo optimize it for me he may strip the content from that edit it get it ready and upload that to iTunes as a podcast. Okay, uh, that's just an example of things I could outsource. So I might take the time to create that ten minutes of content, and that'll be my contribution. And then instead of spending a whole day doing all that other stuff that I just mentioned, I would give that to my staff member. Outsource that. You can outsource graphics if you need an e-cover created for a report or a video series, or you need banners for your affiliates or for your own website you can outsource all of that you can outsource video editing audio editing you can even outsource content creation if you want to as well so there's lots of stuff seo i mentioned uh what's what's some other things that you do in your business that you feel you could outsource anyone well you just mentioned it Mm -hmm. content content for the blog yeah and uh getting more articles out in a week rather than in two or three weeks or four weeks or five weeks. Yeah, great. Another one is uh, backlinking too. So it's something that is very important for optimizing your website for the search engines. It very can be very time-consuming, quite boring doing that all the time, but you can easily outsource that as well. So there's lots of things you can outsource. Pretty much anything you need to do more than once, outsource it. Outsource it. And in other words, repetitive jobs. Yeah, yeah. I like to outsource my the support area too, so I'll get my VA to respond to things that he can easily respond to. If there's anything he's not sure about, he'll pass it on to me, and then I'll answer it. So, but that reduces your workload as well. Yeah, definitely. Now, when you're actually going into the process of hiring someone to do something, there's different avenues for you to hire people so i'll give you a few sites that i use now one of the websites i go to is fiverr.com fiverr as the name suggests you can pay people literally five dollars to do tasks for you sometimes you pay more depending on the specifics of your task and if it needs to go beyond what you get with the gig and that's what they call them they call them gigs uh, recently i used fiverr to uh, what was it oh the i needed to create an e-cover bundle I wanted a really professional-looking uh, set of, it, like like a DVD set, 
a, a digital design of a DVD set with reports and CDs and didn't like the way my software was doing it. I wanted something that looked a bit better. So I went to Fiverr and I found someone that could do it and I paid him literally $5, well, $5.50 because they, they charge you with Fiverr fee. So $5.50 US and that was created for me. So if there's this little task you need to do that maybe your own staff, your VA that you have can't do, you can definitely go to Fiverr and get those created. It's really important when you're looking for someone on Fiverr to check out their rating, see how much work they've done and what kind of a rating they've they've received. If especially when there's a lot of competition out there, only go for people that have very good ratings. If you're looking to hire someone, you can see what is their their positive rating is, uh, their average response time, and their overall rating out of five. Okay, what's another place that you can go? There's two other very popular places you can go to hire people to do specific tasks, upwork.com and freelancer.com. They're very similar to Fiverr, except here you're not finding people for $5. Typically, you're paying more money and you're getting more specialized people to do bigger tasks for you, such as creating a specific app for your business or creating a website for you from scratch, things like that, creating software for you, all those kind of things. So they're two other very good sites. Again, work just like Fiverr. Always check out their review ratings and when you're posting a job, actually, I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment, about posting jobs. All right, the other place I go, or this, this specific one that I'm going to talk about now, onlinejobs.ph, is a website where you go, uh, sorry, Alan's asking me a question, where do you go for your outsourcing? Hey, thanks, Alan. Yeah, five, I use Fiverr.com for little tasks that I need done quickly that my VAs can't do. And to hire people, this is the place that I go, onlinejobs.ph. There's the website. And as it says there, it's the world's largest and safest marketplace for finding rockstar Filipino workers. Now, when you log in to online jobs, you can create a free account. But to actually be able to post jobs and contact people, you have to pay a monthly fee. I think it's $49 US per month. And so when I'm hiring someone, I'll pay the monthly fee, go through the hiring process, and when I've, and if I found that person, or when I found that person that I want to keep, I then cancel my subscription. So you don't have to continuously pay $49 a month. You can just do that whenever you're looking to hire someone. And it's definitely well worth it because you've got so many people that come on here that are looking for work so you, you can pick and easily pick and choose the VA that is going to work for you. So what I do when I'm looking to hire someone, I log in here, I click on the poster job. Now you, you can actually browse through and search through the, the different people there that have the skills that you want. But instead of going and looking for people and contacting them, it's much, much better to post your job Because what happens is those that are really keen, that are really looking for the work, they will come to you. And that's the people that you want, right? So when you're posting your job, with your job title, make sure that you're very specific about what you're looking for. So for example, if you want someone that is going to be 
really good at doing SEO for your site and that can also edit graphics and video and that can work well with WordPress like posting blog posts for you and and modifying your site and keeping everything great. You make sure you put that in the blog title, uh, sorry, in your job title. So put looking for whether it's full-time or part-time, it's good to mention for full-time SEO, WordPress and multimedia uh, virtual assistant. So again, so you want to be very specific about what you're looking for. So you, you only get people that are qualified actually approaching you for the job. Then for the job description, make sure that you're, again, very specific, very detailed. This job description can be as long as you want. The longer, the better, so that you give them everything that they need to know. Again, so you get the right people. So make sure with your job description, mention what you're looking for. Let them know what type, when you say SEO, so you might say someone that has experience that knows how to optimize a website itself, so the on-page optimization and also off-page optimization. So they're good at getting backlinks and social media links and so forth so that they can rank your site really, really well. We mentioned before WordPress, so you go into more details about WordPress maybe, let them know that you're looking for someone that can install WordPress, that knows how to configure it, customize WordPress that is good with SEO on WordPress. And then for the multimedia part, you might go into more details about needing someone that is good with graphics, that can create banners, that can edit images, that is good with video, that you want them to be able to edit videos and upload them and optimize them for YouTube. Okay, so again, you very be very specific about the type of task that you need your virtual assistant to do. John, John yes. once, once they contact you, wouldn't you have to supply them with all the, uh, um, like, passwords, etc., to get into your blog to do all this, or could they just do it on the na- They wouldn't be able to do it just on the name, would they? Yeah, look, They'd really, really good point. They, yeah, really good point. Now, when you're hiring someone, only give them access to only what they need. Don't give them access to everything. They give them access to your autoresponder and your website billing, like your host hosting billing and your domain register and your your Google Drive or whatever you're using. Only give them access to ex- only what they need. So, for example, uh, and what what I was going to say later on too is that when when you've actually found the person, like you've gone through the hiring process and you found someone and you're ready to get them started, giving them a specific task to do. And only give them access for to to everything they need to do that task. And for example, in WordPress, you can actually create multiple user accounts to access the dashboard. So you don't have to give them your administrator login. You can create a new user account for them, and maybe only give them editor rights. Get them to do the task, and if you're happy with it, then you continue to work with them, right? And over time, you give them more and more access as you have more and more trust with that person. Mm. Okay. Now, also, when you're hiring someone, make sure you get them to sign a non-disclosure uh, agreement with you. You can down, you can find these and download them online again, so that they, if it doesn't work out or whenever they leave, they're not going to go and take 
your content or what proprietary stuff that they've learned from you or that's part of your business and share it with your competitors or or become a competitor themselves or, or anything like that. Definitely important when you start working with someone and you're giving them access to your content, access to any part of your business, get them to sign one of these before you, you give them access to anything. Before, immediately, the first thing you do, get them to sign this. Okay, let me go back to where we were. Let them know about what you're looking for, so specific tasks that you're going to get them to do. Specific tasks is a sort of the similar to that first point there, what you're looking for. Hours. This is very important. Make sure that the person that you're hiring is going to be available for the hours that you need them to be available if you need them to be available for specific hours. It is really good to have a virtual assistant that is working the same time that you're working, the same hours, or at least overlapping most of the hours because when they are in different parts of the world, it can be hard to be working at the same time. But at least some of those hours to be overlapping is good so that if you ever want to Skype them and have a chat and talk about specific things that you need done that it's hard to type, it's great to be able to do that, especially when they're first starting out because there obviously can be a lot of training involved. When you are training your VA, I highly recommend that you record it. Use screen recording software or audio recording software to record what you're training them so that they can reference it again and again. So you don't have to be having to remind them. They're not going to take in everything immediately. It's impossible to. So it's a great idea to record everything you're training them so they can go back and reference the recording rather than having to bother you all the time. With hours two... Make sure that you know exactly how many hours they're going to be hired for. If they're, so if they're full-time, specify you expect them to be working 40 hours a week. If it's part-time and it's 20 hours, specify 20 hours. When you're putting in your job description, make sure that you mention what are the benefits to them. This is really, really important. Hiring someone is the same as trying to sell a product to someone. You have to tell the benefits. If you want good people to attract good people into your business, you have to make it inviting for them. And so the benefits to them, what people are looking for, especially in the Philippines, what they want is a stable company. They want to know that when they get hired by you, they're going to have a job for the long term. That's very, very important to them because it's not like in a Western society where they can appeal for unfair dismissal or if you're not paying them or anything like that. They can't do that. Pretty much they're at your mercy if you're hiring from the Philippines. So make make sure you make it very obvious to them that you're an ethical person with a stable company that wants them for the long term. That's extremely, extremely appealing. And obviously, I expect you to hold to that, you know, and that you are that type of person. I'm sure that you are. Offer them holidays. For my own VAs, I tell them, for all the public holidays, locally for them, not my public holidays, but their public holidays, so for their Labor Days, for National Days, for their Christmas, New Year's, their religious holidays, whatever their holidays are, I say to them, take the day off and you'll get paid. Okay, And I'm talk- obviously I'm talking about full-time stuff here, and this could be the same for you if you have maybe permanent part-time, uh, whatever you feel is right. You do that, but that is definitely a, a big plus 
and something I recommend that you do, especially if, again, especially if you want to attract good people into your business. It's a good idea to offer bonuses based on performance. And here's what I mean by that. So let's say that you're hiring someone to that, that for SEO, a bonus you could offer them would be that as you're tracking the Google Analytics, the more and more SEO traffic that they generate through their work, you're going to give them a bonus. So for example, it might be for every 1,000 vis- SEO visitors per month, you're going to give pay them an extra $20 per month. Or something like that's just something off the top of my head, you know. It, you're a thousand visitors to you, that might be a great bonus to offer. You might you might offer two hundred dollars per month, depending on your business, how competitive it is, how much a visit is worth to you. It might only be two dollars per month. I don't know, but definitely good to offer bonuses based on performance. So that's a win-win situation, right? To do that. Also mention in your job description the pay. So exactly tell them exactly how much they're going to get paid. So you can tell them there's a base salary and a bonus structure. Mention the specific amounts in their money, their currency and or US dollars, depending on what the norm is. So if you're not sure what they're expecting to see is in terms of pay, go through and see what other people are offering for the same type of positions that you attracting candidates for. Another thing for the pay, not just the amount, but how frequently you'd be paying them. A lot of people in the Philippines, they get scammed. People hire them, they use them, and they don't pay them. It's very, very sad. So what I do when I'm hiring someone, I, tell, I mention in the description that they get paid weekly. So that's, more, that's better for them because some places they go, they, they only pay them monthly. And that's tough for someone to work a whole month and wait, hoping to get paid for that month. That's very tough. So I pay my workers weekly, and I tell them that in the description. But what I, when I'm hiring someone, I also tell them when they when they get to the point where I'm talking to them one on one, I say to them, "Look, for the first week, I'm actually going to pay you each day at the end of the day for the work that you've done." And I explain to them why I do that. I say to them because look, I'm a legitimate person looking for good staff, and I want you to know that I'm not going to rip you off. I know that that happens where you are in the Philippines, but I'm not that type of person. So to show you that I'm an, am a legitimate employer. I'm going, at the end of the day, I'll pay you for that day's work. So, for example, if one week's pay is 5,500 PHP, or let's make it easier, 5,000 PHP, Filipino pesos, I'll tell them at the end of each day, I'll pay you 1,000 pesos, a Filipino pesos, to your PayPal account. So, that's a great relief to them. And also, it gives them no excuse for not performing at their best. What I do when I'm hiring someone as I get the emails coming in with their resumes, I typically start hiring, I start talking to people from the first person that, that the resume that I get. If I'm happy with a resume, I will go for that person first because they're obviously the most keen because they've contacted me first. And I'll get on Skype with them and I'll talk to them on Skype. And I'll reaffirm everything that we've just mentioned in the job description. I'll go through that whole job description with them just to confirm that they're happy to do that work, that they've got those qualifications. And if I like their attitude and they do have all the skills that I need and they are available and they're happy with the pay, as I mentioned before, I'll give them a specific task and I'll get them straight started straight away. I'll say, okay, tomorrow, tomorrow, let's get started tomorrow. That'll be your first day. Here's the task I'll have you do. Now, this is very important. When you're giving someone, a, uh, when you're 
you've got someone a VA, make sure that every single day, at the end of the day, they send you a very short email of what they've done that day, a brief report. That's just an accountability thing. And also gives you a chance to look over the work they've done, especially when they first start to make sure that they're doing it properly and give them any feedback as necessary. Once your your job's been approved by onlinejobs.ph admin staff, everyone will see it and you'll start getting those emails coming in with people, expressions of interest and people's resumes. And you can start talking to those people and uh, start hiring them. Guys, now, you'll, need, you'll need more for delegation. I mean, if you're going to get all these people from the Philippines um, applying for this, wouldn't you need somebody to help you with the phone calls? No, I, I just go through, again, I go through from the very first person that sends their resume through, I start from there because obviously they're the most keen, right? Um, and I mean, if, if you if, get 50, sorry, yes? if you get 50 applicants, you start yeah. off with the first one, um, do you at least uh, contact the other 49? Okay, good question. What I do, Julie, I don't, contact all 50 let's say i was to go i was to go through all 50 applicants and that's not unusual by the way when i've posted jobs i've gotten roughly around 50 applications maybe sometimes even more so what i do julie i don't go through all of them and see who actually has the qualifications i need and then interview all those so there might be let's say there's 30 that are actually do have everything i'm looking for i don't interview 30 people what i do is i Start from those that have contacted me first. I look at their resume, look at their email. If I like the way that they've contacted me and they do have all the qualifications, I get on a Skype call with them and go through everything we just talked about. I I I go through the job description with them to make sure that they're happy with everything that's there, like as far as their availability, the pay, the tasks that they need to do. And if I'm happy with all that and I like their attitude, I like everything about them, I'll get them started straight away. And I'll get them started. I'll tell them, okay, let's start tomorrow. Here's your task. I'll give them a specific task, something that's a little bit challenging so I can see what they're like. Like I can basically test those skills that I need them to have. And I'll I'll tell them to report to send me a very, I'll tell them, send me a two-minute email at the end of the day just a bullet point list of the thing, the things that you've done that day. And then I'll wait and see what happens. So if they actually turn up the next day, Julie, and they do the work and they email me back and, and I check their work and I'm happy with it, I'll, I'll pay them. I'll reply and say, hey, great job. Uh, here's what I need you to do tomorrow. And I'll continue doing that and, until, and if they still if they continue to work out I'll keep them I'll keep so, them so in other words you'd hire more than one for that particular no, job no 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 that's it I'll then if I'm happy with that person that's it I I I will typically to reply especially to the people that that I may have looked into hiring as well reply and let them know look thanks for applying unfortunately someone else has got the position and then I say to them in the same email if it doesn't work out I will let you know Oh, okay. okay. So you leave your options open. Oh, definitely, definitely. See, okay. they appreciate the fact that I've let them know, and they know too that if it doesn't work out, I'll contact them. So now the reason why I do do it that way, Julie, instead of going going contacting thirty people and seeing who's the best one, and then go with them, because there's a couple of reasons. One of them is 
that it's just a time thing. Okay, I don't have time. Like you said, you know, you have to delegate it, right? Time to go through that process. It's very time consuming. Also, what I've found personally is that a lot of people don't work out. Over a period of time, they don't. Oh, no, immediately. Sorry, immediately. Really? And it's hard okay. to know just from the phone conversation. So it's it's not wise to phone interview 30 people and, and then think, oh, that person's going to be the one and then get them started because you, you don't be surprised if they're nothing like they were what you expected because there's many times like for example when I first when I hired my first full-time VA who's who's still with me he's been with me for three over three years three and a half years now maybe wow going on three and a half years yeah now it I had to I went through six other people before I found him Mm. and let me tell you the experience that I had and I, I had to hire another VA not long ago and I had a similar experience okay this it didn't take us six people to go through, to found him, but we did go through, I think, two or three before we got him. So this is what happened. So I went through, I went, uh, I posted the job just as I said. I had phone interviews with these people. The, the attitude seemed good. They had all the skills. They were available, everything. Some of them, they didn't show up. The next day when they was, their first day, they didn't show up. Uh, some of them, they did show up the first day, but the second or third day, they weren't there and they said something came up and they gave me some kind of excuse and and you know the the best that you're ever going to get from an employee employee sorry employee or a virtual assistant is going to be at the beginning mm. you know that's when they're going to try to impress you the most right if at all they're trying to impress you at all that that's the time so if they if they're not showing up for work or at all or the second or third day something's come up and they can't make it to work it's not going to get any better trust me no it'll just get steadily worse because i think they can get away don't waste your time don't waste your time just say i I typically say thanks sorry it's not working out your your services are no longer required i'll pay them for whatever work they've done and that's it yeah they'll have to change their attitude if they're going to get work in the future aren't they yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, I, I've even had that lengthy conversation with some of them because some of them have, have actually asked me why. And I, I have gone to the trouble of explaining to them, look, you know, it's this is why. Like, And I'll tell them nicely. I'm not nasty to them. I'll just say, matter of fact, look, this is the reason why. I, hope, I wish you all the best in the future. But if you want to be, if you want to get long-term employment, this is what I recommend that you do differently. And I'll explain to them why they, they didn't stay with us. Mm. Other things that I've found when I'm in hiring people is I've found people that will actually work, they'll be there, they'll work the whole day, but they won't do the stuff that I ask them to do. They'll do other stuff. Oh. Um, so it's strange to relate, but some people are, some are like that. So that they maybe do stuff that they're familiar with that they think will work, but not what you require. Yeah. So, so I've had to let those people go. Did you pay them for work that uh, they didn't ask uh, that you didn't ask them to do? Well, it depends. If it's I pay them what value I've I, I don't like to just send them off with no money, but it depends on the value of the work that they did. I'll pay them based on that value. Ah, how do you find out what the value of the work is? Like you said, go to other places to find out what they're charging. What I felt the value of the work is to my oh, business. Value. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you the the wage that you pay them that twenty thousand Filipino pesos, mm. right? Is that weekly? That's monthly? the monthly. That was an example of monthly. 
Oh, okay. So that that would right currently in Australian dollars, twenty thousand a month would be around six hundred one. Yeah, okay. Six six hundred one dollars and sixty seven cents. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So that's in today's rates. Now, some staff, depending on how qualified you require your staff, some will cost you that much in Australian dollars right now, which in US would be just over, I think, maybe just over four hundred, around four hundred US a month. Mm-hmm. Some will cost more to you. Some will, you, you can get full time staff members for less than that. Again, depends on your what you require, what you're looking for in your business, what skills mm. you need them to have. Another reason why I've had to let go of people is when they didn't do the simple thing of emailing me at the end of the day with what they've done for that day. For me, that is so important. Now, if I've told them and they've agreed to do it and they don't do it, that's a sign, again, of someone that I don't want to have in my business because they're not doing the simple things. If they're not doing that one simple thing, what other simple things are they not going to do as well? That's the hiring process. Uh, let me just see. I made some notes here. I just want to make sure I covered everything. Yep, that's every, that is everything I wanted to cover about outsourcing. So why you would outsource, what kind of stuff you can outsource, where you could go to do outsourcing, and then when you're ready to outsource, the actual application and hiring process. Is there any other questions anyone had about anything we talked about today? Oh, one more, one more thing I was thinking about. Yes, please, Julie. The backlinks. Right, I know you said that you could outsource for somebody else to do the backlinks for you, but is there another way of doing it without outsourcing it? Like, for instance, uh, like depending on the theme of your blog, you can go to somebody else's blog and put a very good reply to it and it gives you a provision of putting your website address on it. So it yeah. links you actually back to that particular blog. Yeah. Yeah, you can get you can do that. Obviously, you do that yourself. Is that what you mean, Julie? Doing that mm. yourself? Yeah, definitely. You can do that yourself. But if you're... It's remember, time if, consuming. Exactly. It's time consuming. If you're doing that every day... That's a lot of time. You actually got to find the content, make make the comment, outsource yeah. it, outsource it. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good one to outsource. Yeah, because that way, the more connections you have, the more links you have, the more like if you know somebody's advertising it, they see your comment. Oh, this sounds interesting. Let's click on that and see where that leads us to. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's no questions about outsourcing, thanks again for everyone being the call. I hope you everyone got a lot out of the training. Oh, we did, John. Right, thank you. Well, I did. I did. I'm trying to speak for everybody else here. I'm sure Mel did as well. Yes, very good, John. A transcript summary of today's podcast, including links to sites mentioned, is available on my blog at johnlagodakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. And if you'd like help, setting up your own successful internet marketing business. I highly recommend you check out my free webinar at makemoneywithjohn.com. Thank you for joining us on this audio program. For more online success strategies, visit makemoneywithjohn.com.